0: welcome to the netflix and swill podcast your source for netflix news reviews and booze i am dan and uh, i'm doing the intro so three guesses what that means everybody <sighs> Caleb's not here uh instead i have the the bubby the bubby is here
1: whoop whoop hi i don't know what that was hi everybody like bitch. that's what i do That's true shit awkward
0: uh, bubby how are you
1: I'm doing well. How are you? I. Mean, it's not like we haven't spent the last like 48 hours straight hanging out. How are you, though? <laughs> I'm
0: fine. Everything's <laughs> fine. We're all fine here.
1: It's all fine. We do have um, our little extra family member here this weekend, though. Dan's true Bubby, Charlie, my sister's dog, is with us for an indetermined period of time.
0: I love her, and she'll be taken care of forever. She'll be the best.
1: We're also running a little bit of a dog hostel for the next two weeks because Charlie's the first in a stream of two other dogs to follow for like a week and a half of dog sitting.
0: Yay! Uh, One's brand new to us, Cleveland. Uh, We'll see if he's, you know, a good boy. Uh, But uh, Poppy, we love even if she's uh, a head case and... Charlie we love, even <laughs> if she's a head case.
1: want to get those two together one day. Anyhow, I digress. How are you? You're good. Me too. The end. Cool. Cool story, bro.
0: Uh, so with that, let's just get right into what's your swill. Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans. <laughs> Stay away from the cans what's your swill
1: my oh i thought you were gonna like had i had to break for the fucking sound drop or whatever
0: you, we, we broke it's fine
1: okay i'm drinking tap water out of my reusable bubba mug or not mug bottle i don't know what it's called
0: uh as for me i'm, I'm drinking filtered water that comes from that same tap uh because filtered water is better uh and i'm also drinking uh, it's back. Tito's infused vodka with jalapeno and ginger. Let's go, baby. Let's go.
1: I started listening to This Is Important again last week, so their sound drops are in my brain. Sorry.
0: That's fine. TikTok sounds are in my brain.
1: R.I.P. your brain.
0: I know, right? Some of them are <laughs> fucking... Her- well, so so funny enough, like Bill posted to our personal Discord... He apparently got one of those like um those cup washing things that you put on top of this, you know, where like the water comes out on the faucets, so you put the the cup down on top and it squirts into the cup and okay. washes it out upside down. Uh so there was a TikTok where there was a guy who had like this white viscous liquid that looked like yeah. semen. And so I was so Bill posts a video of him using that, that new cup, and I'm like, all right, now put cum in it. And he was like, "I know, right? <laughs> like we, unfortunately, that's <sighs> burned into our brains forever. We know all about the cum cup.
1: I didn't know about it until now, so that's boo for welcome. me. That sucks. That's
0: gross. I'm yeah, glad I drinking... cursed you and everybody else's uh, brains with that.
1: <sighs> well, that's fine. Whatever. Fuck it. I can I delete things from my memory super easily. So that's just in the tea." To be deleted pile. Vape Nation.
0: Uh, I'm doing specifically two fingers and a thumb.
1: What's that? Is that weed. like weed? Oh yeah. Da, 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 that, da, 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 that, da. That's
0: how I represent weed. This is how I represent. Uh, you know, the scissor fingers <laughs> is how I represent cigarettes.
1: It looked like something entirely different.
0: Mm. <laughs> ah. Tongue movement.
1: <laughs> that was braunchy. Uh,
0: that's that's true. I apologize
1: true. to everybody, including myself, because I have not now in my brain.
0: We don't record video yet.
1: Yeah, but they heard.
0: Yeah, they heard you go <laughs> after I did that. So, Move which is worse? Along.
1: Move it along, stud muffin. Da, 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 da. i was gonna go to class but i was high i used to have that on my main playlist because like i have a, a spotify list that's like every song that i've ever really liked or like and that was on it and then i had to i deleted it recently though you hear it once and then you're good for a decade
0: sure all right let' moves into listen to news oh shit it's mail time First piece of news is that Grace and Frankie season seven will premiere on April 29, making it the longest running series in Netflix history. Take that, people who say Netflix cancels too much stuff.
1: Who Dan? These are the people Dan has a personal vendetta against at this point.
0: It really, it's, it's true.
1: He's so bitter. He's a bitter Betty. I love Grace and Frankie, though. I always I if I were to, like, classify myself or, like, as represented as a TV character. It would be a combo of Brianna and Frankie. I feel like I'm both of them. I love them. Sure. <laughs> uh,
0: I I what I watched maybe two seasons of this show and I was like, this is this is not my show.
1: You're missing out, babe. It's a no, great it's just, show. It,
0: it's just not my kind of show. So that's fine. I, I, I prefer the other old people show.
1: I like other old people shows too.
0: I meant the other Netflix old people show.
1: I know. I like those shows, too. Which one? We got the Kowalski method. The method. Oh, My bad. Walt Kowalski's fucking Clint Eastwood.
0: Sure. Uh, OK. That Good insight. Thank you. Uh, our next story is that Blonde, based on a 2000 novel of the same name, uh, has been given an NC-17 rating by the MPA for some sexual content. Bubby, what do you know about Blonde? I know nothing. All right, so this is a Marilyn Monroe movie. Everyone keeps saying biopic. It keeps getting falsely it reported as biopic because it's based off a fucking novel. And I made that mistake and I corrected it. But yes, it's a, a novel uh, that is a, basically about the fictitious life of Marilyn Monroe. And uh, Anna DeArmis is playing Marilyn Monroe. Uh, and I believe the, the reason it got an NC-17 rating is because of a very graphic rape scene Ooh. Where Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe uh, fucks JFK.
1: That's a rape scene?
0: Yeah, she rapes him. Is, is how I've understood this.
1: Oh, my.
0: So women getting raped are rated R. Men getting raped, NC-17. So therefore, men more important than women. Ta-da.
1: Okay, bro, whatever you got to tell yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know. Uh, I, I, Again, I know nothing. Uh, I'm just interested to see how Netflix markets an NC-17 movie.
1: Is this their first ever NC-17? Indeed. Interesting. I mean, in that regard, I feel like because it's kind of like forbidden or like it's going to get that like black sheep kind of attention.
0: Well... Chris Candy pointed it out, but like you really only use the NC-17 stuff or like those kind of ratings for theatrical release stuff. This is going to get a theatrical release. I have a feeling they're going to put like push the theatrical release down to R and say, if you want to see the whole uncut thing in all of its glory, go to Netflix and watch it there. So you have both options. That would be brilliant. That's my opinion on what they should do. That would be super
1: smart, so they definitely won't do that.
0: Right, which is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's exactly what i was gonna say it's so smart they'll never do it
1: never they won't even think of it all the smart things we want them to do like making the oa thing be a meta way to return it oh they i know never that would do have been do fantastic it. that would have been never so did. fucking smart <sighs> fucking idiots
0: like j- <sighs> just imagine if if you know one day reporting came out that like you know, it, it's like as a press release, like Britt Marling was injured on the set uh, of Ugh. the filming of her uh, of season two of the O.A. And we were all just like, oh, <sighs> and then the show comes out and then you see that she was actually injured on the set of the O.A. Season two and like, oh, my God, they these motherfuckers did it.
1: Yes, that would have been amazing.
0: But uh, I, I don't I mean, there's a reason why Netflix has been through four chief marketing offices in five years. And that's, that's probably why
1: they're the defense against the dark arts position.
0: It's true. So uh, next up, we have a bunch of reality news. So uh, I would Woo-hoo. like for you to please click the link that I provided in the show notes for uh, this story that begins with Love is Blind is renewed for a fourth and fifth season with Love is Blind after the altar premiering sometime in 2022 and featuring the cast of season two. First of all, let's talk about the Love is Blind stuff. So we have Love is Blind seasons four and five uh, coming at, at some point. You're, I think, I believe you've watched Love is Blind. You've watched I all three did. seasons. Like I know, there's, So there's
1: only two seasons out right now. Uh,
0: so guess, season. Oh, really?
1: Yes. Season two just came out. Man, Shannon has talked about it a little bit on Rabbit Ears. I was pleasantly surprised that he watched it and the reunion episode. So like, we got to have a nice little chat but yeah no season three is not out yet i know they have oh. like a love is blind brazil they have like some other countries but they don't have yeah
0: yeah i'm sure i'm sure that i'm it's sure it just hasn't dropped format. yet
1: it's probably filmed if i had to uh, guess well
0: they said according to this article from variety it says but fans will not have to wait too long to see more of the series A third season which is filmed in dallas texas and a spinoff show love is Blind after the altar we will both premiere later this year uh, after the altar will catch up with season two cast, see how they're doing after deciding whether, the, whether or not uh, love is truly blind. So it's a, you know, what is it like uh, 90 Day Fiance after 90 days or something like that?
1: Oh, man, I did watch those shows, too. Those The only problem with those shows is some of those episodes are like an hour and a half fucking long. Like, who's got time for that? I'll binge like a million of them, but this episode's be dragon.
0: Sure. All right. So continuing there's more reality stuff uh in terms of like love life shit so we have uh Love on the Spectrum it's uh, an Australian series which is now getting a United States version so i believe it's basically like people who are on the autism spectrum you know trying to find love together yeah uh we have season 2 of Indian matchmaking premiering sometime this year and we're also getting a season 3 at some point uh i, okay. I think you started that i did not Oh, i thought you did for some reason no. uh we're, we're getting a Jewish matchmaking, which is I'm assuming the same <laughs> Inter- thing but Jewish.
1: Enter Jill Zaren.
0: if if Jill Zaren hosted that show, I would I actually wouldn't be mad.
1: Oh, so okay, I didn't tell you this is other reality news. So Another another variety article. Andy Cohen just basically said that for, for the Real Housewives of New York, they're basically starting completely from scratch with the cast, but they're also starting a second series called like Roni Legacy or whatever. That would be all former cast. Members of the Real Housewives, so like Jill Zarin apparently like is like trying to fucking get Andy on the phone because she wants on so bad, but like she's not in the in the talks. And Luann said that she wouldn't do it, and apparently like it's a great way for them all to have like massive pay cuts.
0: So there you see. go. Yeah, that's that's a big L from from Bravo. Hmm. Like there's there's a, there's a reason we 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 just want Roni. We just want Ramona. And Sonia, and the win and then whoever else wants to be on the show all there. So everyone can yell at Ramona every time.
1: I don't want Ramona anymore. She did some stuff in later seasons. You might be privy to because you you hear a lot. But yeah, no, I'm over Ramona. No more Ramona.
0: All right. Uh, So then we have the ultimatum. This is a brand new series. Uh, It doesn't premiere until April 6th. Uh, so the ultimatum follows six couples on the verge of marriage who must decide within the span of eight weeks whether they want to commit or move on during that time they choose a partner from one of the other couples to get a glimpse of the future they might be missing
1: oh my that sounds wrought with fucking disaster that's like that tv show temptation island do you remember the show It's basically like eight couples went to this island and they couple swapped as if it were some sort of dating show, but it was like you're there with your significant other on the fucking island watching them with other people too. Fucking bad idea.
0: Uh, I remember Wife Swap.
1: Oh, I never watched Wife Swap. Was it?
0: I've watched the Chappelle Show version of White's Wife Swap. Okay, yeah. that I've seen. Yes. Uh, but like yeah I, I, i'd never seen anything uh this seems like a terrible idea and anybody who goes on this show their relationship was doomed anyway
1: a hundred percent
0: all right uh previously announced show dated and related oh oh, oh. no oh oh please <laughs> in it pairs of siblings join together to find each other's perfect match okay Will they act as the ultimate wingman and help you find love or scupper your plans and call you out on all your bullshit? Either way, it might just be awkward as hell. Okay. Not Alabama. So cool. Good start. (sighs) Crikey. Uh, That's a bad title. That's a very bad bad. title that you, you need to go. You need to go think about what you've done. Go back to the reality corner and think about what you've done.
1: That's scandalous.
0: Uh, season four of too hot to handle. It's too hot to handle. It's
1: too hot you, to you handle is. is the one where it's like all these sexy people who like having lots of sex are put in a situation where they're all tempted by each other, but they're not supposed to like touch or kiss or anything. Cause if you do like, you like lose money or whatever. Yes. They've only had one season of that out as far as I was aware, but I didn't keep up with it.
0: That's fair. Yeah. uh, Season four already. Uh, Sometime sometime uh, actually just says it's announced, but no release date. Okay. Uh, And and then there's an untitled series, which will be hosted by Nick Lachey, which (sighs) will bring together still single stars from your favorite Netflix shows, including Too Hot to Handle, Love is Blind, The Circle and Selling Tampa in hopes of finding their perfect match.
1: So there was like on Selling Sunset, that girl that was um like the breakout star if there was one from season one of too hot to handle was like on and like talking to like one of the girls husbands or boyfriends or whatever like she was on it was like a crossover Netflix thing anyways
0: the yes. end so th- that's all the reality content to look forward to uh sometime in 2022. Uh, I'm sure you're all going to complain about it because it's not your favorite show that was canceled. Speaking of which, let's talk about the big cancellation uh, that happened. Archive 81 has been canceled after season one at Netflix. Uh, while it was seemingly popular, uh, the show saw its hours views dip from nearly 71 million in its second week on the top 10 list to 36 million in its third week on the top 10 list and dropping off the list entirely in the fourth week. Big whiff. Uh, uh, the minimum amount of views that it could have hit in the 4th week would be I believe the 16.69 was the the 10th rated show. So it dropped another 50% from the 50% it had already dropped. So it just you know kept dropping and dropping until, until basically I... everyone everyone stopped caring. Yep. Uh and then also uh Digital Eye and Svod uh, data tracking service uh showed that viewership for the first episode was about 10. 4 million uh okay. and viewership for the final episode was 4.4 4 million <laughs> so uh, more than 50 percent of people didn't finish the series
1: i mean if if you hadn't had us watching i wouldn't have
0: finished it
1: really yeah i just didn't care you run into it. Uh, see, nah.
0: We both agree that the the ending sucks. Like the last oh, the five ending, minutes sucks.
1: Yeah, a big whiff.
0: Because uh, uh, spoilers for Archive Eighty One, which, quite honestly, I think I still recommend that show. Uh, the cliffhanger doesn't mean anything. It doesn't like you can just ignore it, basically. Uh, but. Basically, the the main character and the woman he was trying to save from twenty five years in the in the past, uh, switch switch places in the ta- time in time. So yeah, like it, it was it was a dumb thing. Uh, I felt like just fuck it, who cares? Just make them in the same timeline and have them fall in love. I don't care. It's a better ending than what we got.
1: Yeah. It- uh, I just didn't I didn't care for a while until so that ending really cemented it for me. I would not be interested in a season two, even if there were one.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely wasn't interested in watching a season two after the ending because, you know, it it ends and you're just like, OK, sure. And then it can and then it keeps going. You're like, uh, stop, stop ending. Just be be over. Just end. Stop ending.
1: Yeah. We're going to talk about that later. <laughs>
0: I respect you if you like the show, but also I just don't care. I don't care, man. Like this show based off of the numbers alone, the show deserved to die and everybody needs to calm down. I'm are sorry, but upset? you need to, Oh, people are very upset. Like, are oh, they? Man, sh- yeah. Oh man. Oh man. This show is great. I love this show. Netflix really? needs to stop canceling stuff for no reason. And oh, it's like, my. guys, Grow the fuck up. There is the data. The data is out there if you fucking look for it. You can see for yourself the issue. Oh my god, he's that, going again. With you got I'm going in. He's on I? I am so sick of these fucking babies. <laughs> my show, my favorite oh show my god, got I'm canceled. sorry,
1: everybody. It's
0: it's fine when it was before and we had no data to support any kind of argument, be like, ah, I guess viewership kind of fucking sucked then. Now we have the fucking data. You, I, all the data I fucking listed off just now is publicly available. You can find you at home listening to this can find the data that I cited. Grow up, grow the fuck up. You know, you want your show to live, watch it. That's all you can do. And tell tell your friends to watch it. Otherwise, shut the fuck up. Or do what Caleb's
1: doing and open a new Netflix account for every Reddit account that says they're canceling it and then have all of those accounts watch the fucking show that you are so obsessed with. Do that.
0: No. Super so, easy. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't have I, I don't have sympathy for people anymore who are like, I don't understand why Netflix cancels any of these shows. The data's right in front of you, man. Extrapolate. Like, come on.
1: Extrapolate that data people. <laughs> You get so angry
0: about it. I, 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 it's just like (laughs) I don't know, man. Like I'm at the point where it's like people, people just say things and they don't know what they're fucking talking about. Meanwhile, like I'll I'll cite fucking data and they'll be like, "You're wrong," and it's like, "No, I'm not wrong wrong. because your
1: opinion is different than mine." And Cowboy Bebop was terrible, and you should think that too.
0: I mean, there's that. Uh, I mean, that's that's an actual opinion. I'm uh, you know, I'm augmenting my opinion on whether or not Archive 81 deserves to live with data.
1: Oh, no, that's I was watching the dropout and there was a whole conversation about like data and facts are like the only thing that matters. Like opinion is just fucking fickle as shit. But that wasn't a show that we were watching together. It just reminded me of that. Sorry.
0: Uh it's kind of true, but uh, it is what it is. So yeah, that's that's my opinion on Archive 81. Uh, everybody shut the fuck up. Shut uh, then we're up! To Downstream, where we're going to talk about some trailers that Bubby definitely loved watching.
2: Baby, I can't
0: control the internet. That's my favorite line! Uh, our first trailer is for Smother-in-Law! The best, worst mother-in-law ever is coming to your home soon. No idea when she's leaving, though. Smother-in-Law premieres April 13th living with her family since the pandemic struck the meddling uh that sounds like a fucking Lord of the Rings name uh, (laughs) does her best to disrupt the lives of her bumbling son and rival daughter-in-law
1: this fucking show looks like fucking trash (laughs) it is like the tropiest campiest but not funny maybe there's something like with the language barrier that like wasn't translating but like that shit I could not even stomach the trailer I would never be trailer. able to watch an episode.
0: So, like, it looks like a sitcom because, like, you like based off on how the camera moves, it looks like a sitcom. Like, you know, you think full, you think Full House. It looks like Full House, but yeah. it is the most overly lit sitcom I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, it doesn't seem like there's a single fucking shadow on screen. That's how well lit this show is, and it's so distracting. From that kind of an aspect, yes, it all it doesn't look funny. it It looks like uh um, it's like a dude dressed as a woman. Which like I hope uh, so
1: because uh, you said it now. I I,
0: I believe it is. <laughs> I I don't know too much about why should but... not
1: be, and then you were just an asshole. All
0: right, our next trailer is for Jimmy Saville or Saville, a British horror story. Jimmy Saville, I'm gonna call him Saville. Uh, was one of the United (laughs) Kingdom's most beloved TV personalities. Shortly after his death in 2011, an investigation prompted more than 450 horrific allegations of sexual assault and abuse with victims as young as five. The, The documentary examines through extensive archive footage, the evil within Jimmy and delves into how he managed to fool an entire nation for four decades. TV star Jimmy Seville charmed a nation with his eccentricity and philanthropy, but sexual abuse allegations expose a shocking unseen side of his persona. Ugh. I didn't realize it was that many. I knew it was oh a lot. Oh my
1: fucking Christ. Dude, people suck.
0: So yeah, uh, I, I basically told you this story, like, because I, I knew about this through the internet, because I was on Reddit at this point. But uh, b- yeah, basically, like Jimmy Seville is like a, a Bill Cosby slash Mr. Rogers type. Or, uh, you know, seemed to be like doing good for everybody in He in was Britain like and-
1: somebody that was like for the children and was wholesome. And you thought was just like a good influence. But in reality, he's touching kids.
0: Correct. So uh, this will talk about that. It's a documentary instead of a series. Uh, we'll talk about a documentary series later that I have bones to pick with. But uh, yeah, this looks interesting. I will never watch Uh, this and inform me greatly on the opinion uh, on on this situation. Should I ever choose to watch it? Which I never will. Uh, Sorry, documentaries are not my thing. I don't do documentaries.
1: I can't. I just don't see any fucking. It's like watching a car wreck. I don't need to watch that.
0: All right. uh, Our next trailer is for the Silverton Siege. Silverton Siege is an action thriller inspired by true events of 1980 South Africa. A trio of freedom fighters get into a collision course with the state after a failed sabotage mission, which turns into a bank hostage standoff. The film is inspired by the real-life incident that sparked the global free Mandela movement and features... Uh, uh, it's not, It's now my turn to be Caleb and mispronounce some foreign names. Uh, Thabo Rometzi, Naxolo Delma, Delmini, and Stefan Erasmus and Arnold. They, they have and in here twice. And Stefan Erasmus and Arnold Vosloo. Uh, after a failed sabotage mission, a trio of anti-apartheid freedom fighters ends up in a tense bank hostage situation based on a true story. Bubby, what'd you think?
1: Of all of the garbage you made me watch, this is the only thing that I would potentially be interested in watching.
0: That is the correct answer.
1: Yay!
0: Um, yeah, this looks good. Uh, somewhat hard to follow. I don't, I don't think the trailer is particularly very good at selling me on like what the fucking thing is about. It just seems like there are three people who have automatic machine guns for some reason, and then they run into a bank and then have a bank hostage situation. Like I didn't get any of like, they were originally freedom fighters.
1: No, Uh, I, it felt like they fell backwards into fucking free Mandela.
0: So uh looks interesting, but yeah, bad trailer.
1: Yeah, I'll only watch this if you make me watch it, if I'm being honest. OK, but you make me watch a lot of shit, so that's fine. it's fine.
0: That's it's true. All right, uh, it's time for our final trailer. Uh, this is Hard Sell. Uh, that does not describe uh, the marketing of this, which is not a hard <laughs> sell. It's just a hard sell, uh, but hard sell, C-E-L-L. Hard Sell is a documentary-style comedy set in the fictional female prison HMP Woldsley. Writer and creator Catherine Tate plays multiple characters from Laura Willis, the governor who believes in creativity to lead to rehabilitation, to Big Viv, the psychopath lifer. Set over a six-week pe- uh, six period during which the inmates rehearse a musical directed by ex-EastEnders star Cheryl Ferguson, rehearsals draw together an oddball collection of women as they find their voices grow in confidence, and strengthen their friendships. Funny, yet surprisingly moving. Sure. Lies. Hard sell leads into the comical truth <laughs> of prison life. Events planner turns women's prisoner governor Laura Willis documents the thrills and spills of life behind bars in this delightfully dry comedy series.
1: Lies of Manelli. All of those were lies that were positive things they said about it. This looks like the biggest pile of turd. This looks
0: like ass. Looks terrible. Looks just, 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 just dreadful. Like it, it doesn't look funny. <laughs> Catherine's t- Catherine Tate doesn't look funny. Nope. She plays like eight different characters. It It's just not good.
1: Bad. Just very bad.
0: Yeah. So uh, hard pass. Hard avoid. Hard. It's a hard <laughs> sell.
1: But we are so in sync.
0: Sure. Whatever you say.
1: I don't want to be any of them, though. Maybe J.C. Shazay.
0: The rest of them, know. All right, we're going to move to the quick hits. We're going to talk about some things, so... Yeah. (laughs) All right, Bubby, I believe you're the only one who watched anything out of us this week, so tell me about the thing you watched.
1: Okay, so I do want... It's like I was watching Bad Vegan. I heard about it through my Instagram friends and so it's only four episodes and it tied a little bit to what we watched um with that tony collette show what is it called pieces of her there was similarities with like the man convincing the woman to do things that she wouldn't ordinarily have done or would she um so yeah it was it was short enough and it was interesting ish it's Alec Baldwin's fault because apparently this woman had this very popular with the celebrities in Manhattan raw vegan restaurant. That Alec Baldwin was one of the client, like one of the customers or whatever. And he would like flirt with her a little bit on Twitter. And then there's this other guy that he would like respond to a lot. And so she's like, Oh, he's friends with Alec, So he must be a decent guy. He's not a decent guy. He's a fucking liar. This is very shades of twin. The twin what's it called? Twinder swindler?
0: Tinder swindler. Tinder
1: swindler. There we go. Damn it. speech impediment. So it was very similar to that. It was fine. I don't really feel that bad for her. She made some some moves that I think were very stupid.
0: Sure. Uh I can tell you based off of looking at this, I hate the direction that modern docuseries are going in. Yeah. Everything looks just so fucking bland and boring and dry and there it's just so uninteresting to look at.
1: I it's very I feel like I it's something that I've not I feel like I've seen this kind of thing already before and so it's just like regurgitated fucking shit. So I mean you could find worse things to do with your time, I'm sure, but you'd have to try.
0: Sure. I don't know Uh, what what was the thing we watched like uh, a bit ago. Oh, it was like the unsolved mystery shit like that looks so it looks that unsolved mysteries like the Netflix revival looks so fucking generic compared to like the classic unsolved mysteries where it was like, hey, we'll have some talking heads, but we'll also do like full fucking reenactments because it's it's interesting. To,
1: to do full fucking reenactments instead they're just like yeah
0: we're the police department we're gonna do some like uh, look I'm doing paperwork guys uh, look well, I'm also, doing around the house guys
1: they spent an entire episode on one case whereas in the old Robert Stack series it was like 7 or 8 minutes per case so like that's right. a huge difference and it's right. bound to have some more snoozeworthy parts
0: oh there's 100% more snoozeworthy parts So yeah, I watched you watching this. I stood there for about five minutes and it's like, this looks like ass. I'm glad I'm not watching this. And then I moved on with my day.
1: Yeah, it's Alec Baldwin's fault. Also, apparently he met Hilaria in her restaurant. So it's all Sarma's fault, too. Nobody likes Hilaria Baldwin, apparently.
0: Yeah, Mm, uh, we get to this timeline where Alec Baldwin shoots somebody.
1: I liked him on 30 Rock. It's true. A lot.
0: That's definitely true. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch anything. I, you know. You watched didn't. Vanderpump Rules like a motherfucker. I watched, I watched a we lot did. of Vanderpump Rules with you. That was about it. So uh, Jax is a piece of shit. No one likes Jax. Uh, also, no one should like Kristen either. Uh, she's a she is deranged. That woman is legitimately deranged.
1: Also, DJ James Kennedy is a douche, douche, douche. True.
0: Yeah. All right, so with that, we are gonna cut into a quick break, and when we come back from that break, we'll be talking about our main review topic for the week. Pieces of her.
2: Hello everyone. My name is Nick. I'm the host of Nikolai's Kitchen, and I'm also the host of the annual live stream for the cure.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Bubby, it's time to get into our mini top for the week. Pieces of Her, which is a 2022 uh, series. I bl- I thought it was supposed to be a limited series, but uh, seeing right now on IMDb, it's open ended. So uh, it may not be a
1: limited series. I mean, I get why they did what they did then.
0: Uh, sure, we'll talk about that later. Uh, we will not talk about it here because we're going to non-spoilers. When a Saturday afternoon trip to the mall with her mother suddenly explodes into violence and addressed a young woman's uh, conception of her mother is forever changed. Uh, they're not at the mall.
1: No, they're like they're a, at a diner. restaurant
0: that is on like the pier. Yeah. So uh, IMDb, you are fucking up. And you need to fix it. Get it together. Uh, the show is created by Charlotte Stroud. Uh, and stars Tony Collette, Bella Heathcote, Bella Heathcote, and Jessica Barden. Bubby, what did you think of Pieces of Her? Non-spoiler.
1: Non-spoiler, it's a wild ride. It. I didn't have any preconceptions going into it because I hadn't seen any trailers. And th- there was a lot happening. There was a lot happening. It was good, though. I would recommend it if somebody wanted, you know, like a mystery kind of, like, Not detective y, but kind of detective y. It's like one of those thriller type shows. Keeps you in suspense. What did you think?
0: It's fine. It has a lot of narrative issues. There's a lot of narrative issues. There's a
1: lot of holes, like really. This is an early on one, so this is not spoilery, but like. Yeah, I'm considering
0: like episodes five on. Because there's eight episodes. So so five through eight spoilers.
1: There's. So the woman in the beginning of the series, Tony Collette, like there's a gunman that shoots this people that she's standing there talking to with her daughter and she stops the gunman when she feels like her daughter's being threatened and he like stabs a knife through her hand and she takes it her hand with a knife sticking through it and slices his fucking throat with it and kills him. And so then she becomes like all over the news and shit like that and stuff happens. I'm not going to get too deep into it, but like, she's got all this press at her house when she's leaving the hospital and like her and her ex-husband and the daughter like drive past the house. Cause there's like reporters everywhere. And then they catch the next scene and they're in the, her house somehow. So like, I was just like, that doesn't make sense.
0: Right. There's a lot of things where it just like jumps to a location. And you're just like, what did I just, what happened here? Cause this, this isn't what, this isn't where they should be. This is just like, hey, we needed them to be here instead of where they are.
1: They wanted their so cake and just... to eat it, too. They want us to know that she's surrounded and hounded by the press, that she, her face is going to be everywhere, but they also didn't have anywhere else for her to go, so they took her to her house.
0: Right. It's like they, they went to the back door or something where like, no, there's nobody <laughs> just sitting there waiting for it.
1: Courtney Cox isn't there waiting for Sydney to come out the back of the police station. Uh, the screen right. reference
0: so yeah there's that uh the performances are fine uh the episodes are the episode length is is fine the final episode is an hour everything else is about 45 minutes which is the appropriate length uh i don't know man there's it just the narrative the narrative is the big problem with this kind of show because and also like it is it is like a Hey, I saw my mother do something crazy, and apparently, everything I know about her isn't what I thought it was. And it's like I've seen this show. I've seen this show a hundred fucking times. Like, you you have to do something truly stand out. And I think like the way they flip it on its head. Because normally, when you think of this, is like in from the cold. That's another show. I that's a show. That's a show I kind of compared it to. In like the early going, it was like, oh, she's like a secret agent or some shit, and you know, I, like cool. We've seen this a million times. I don't need to see it again. But then it does something different. So it, it's not exactly that.
1: No, it's not. I mean, I feel like there was one too many. Like, I could, this could have been a six episode thing. Cause I feel like it kind of was like were so many fake outs at the beginning where we weren't getting a clearer picture of like what was happening. They just like the waters were slightly less muddy, but not really. So it like took a while to get to know what we're really dealing with. I felt like some of that fat could have been trimmed out and maybe it would have been more enjoyable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I tend to agree. So, uh, you know, I,
1: it's a soft recommend for me. If you don't have anything better to do,
0: I, I barely recommend it. If, if, if I recommend it at all and I'm still determining if I recommend it, it's, it's perfectly average to me.
1: I enjoy watching Tony Collette.
0: She's. Fine. I feel like she. I feel like she was capital A acting, and I don't know if it fit the show because there there are some scenes, especially in later episodes, where she's capital A acting, and it's just like, I don't know, this is so out of character for what you're you're doing. Like, I get why you need to do this scene because you need you need to remind people you're Tony Collette and you haven't had this kind of scene recently, but like you're way out of pocket for what is required of you in this show
1: it was fine it was a lot it was heavy on the daughter which i wasn't expecting in a tony collette show because like this relatively no name i don't know her from anything
0: bella heathcote she was in a relic that's about all i know her from
1: i don't know what that is she looks distractingly like heather graham to me (laughs)
0: <laughs> so Julia loves her. Oh, oh she was in uh, the Neon Demon, Pride, Prejudice and Zombies in Time. Dark Shadows. Not my brand. Man in the High Castle. which That's a show I need to revisit because I haven't seen. Uh, also in Neighbors, which is an Australian. Uh, like soap opera, I believe. Hmm. So. Um, I mean, she's she's fine. Uh, there's, they're, they're you know, my issues. I'm not going to keep repeating them, but I feel like the issues really hold this show back.
1: Well, let's talk about some spoilers and you can narrow in on some of those.
0: Let me just play the ending for you. No, no, I don't want to see how it ends. Okay, I could describe it. Um, imagine you're in a room. And no, 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 no! I don't want to know how it ends. I haven't seen the beginning. Uh, yeah, but the ending is awesome. So if I could so just... play of bitch! The... This is what you always do. You always spoil stuff uh, for me. No, I don't. And if I could just play the ending for you real quick, then we'll discuss that. Motherfucker! You always spoil everything before I get a chance okay, to. Okay, you sound like a crazy person right now. All right, so the the big thing here is ultimately it's revealed that like Tony Collette is in witness protection. She was like a former. Uh, like what is it? Like heiress to this like multi-millionaire guy or multi-billionaire guy. And He was uh, some it,
1: pharmaceuticals she- bigwig and like worth billions, yeah. And he was highly influential, big man about town. Dude.
0: So, you know, she uh she falls in with this highly charismatic uh eye roll guy who <laughs> uh is she's like, oh my god, this is the man of my dreams and has this relationship with him that you know uh it turns out he's an extremist and uh they are like t- he's like a terrorist basically because he goes blowing up factories and you know threatens to blow up factories and uh, 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 it all crescendos with this woman uh they kidnap her and replace her with somebody who's kind of looks enough like her it's back in like 1988 so there's no internet so you really can't tell yeah so they replace her with someone else, and then she shoots uh, she shoots uh, Tony Collette's dad. And then we're like, oh, shit, they're real terrorists. They, they're murderers now. And then everything devolves from there. And so it's like, OK. Fine. Interesting enough, I guess. But then you also have the background shit of like her older brother who is running for vice president, but is also the CEO of this company. That he took over from their dad. And it's just like, what the fuck, bro? Like, there's too much there's too many balls in the air for this shit.
1: There's a lot because I'm listening to you and I'm like, there's still like ten other fucking storylines. It's a lot happening and a lot to keep track of. There's like three different main storylines to keep up with. Because you've got Tony Collette present, Tony Collette past, and then you've <gasps> got um the daughter present. So it's like there's and then there's a whole lot of fucking it's a wild ride i feel like it's overly complicated in some places
0: right and that's fine uh like if you're if you're doing a a series like we've seen now nowadays in series like they're trying to cram so much like we've gotten to the point where everyone's attention spans are too fucking short like we we i've lamented this before with you before but like uh we went from like 13 episodes we went from 26 episodes or 20 something episodes like In serial syndication to like 13, like House of Cards started the 13 episode kind of thing, at least in America. I know in the UK they've had like shorter seasons and and shit, but like that brought it over to the West. And so our attention spans have been slowly declining to the point where like we're like six episodes. Like, oh, my God, this could have been a movie or like eight episodes. Like, oh, this could have been six episodes. So like, yeah. You know, uh, so like now it feels like everybody has to cram all their shit into like as many, like as few episodes as possible. So like and that's why there's just so many storylines like it with, was with serious characters we don't fucking care about. Like in this kind of an instance, I think it's OK to have Tony Collette past Tony Collette present and then daughter present. I think I think that's the correct amount of storylines. But then to also introduce shit like uh, Jasper's maybe not a good guy and oh we got to worry about what this marshal's doing and oh uh wh- what was um what was the marshal's name the 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 marshal who was like the head of the mike. case no not mike, mike or charlie charlie that's it charlie charlie yeah like like char there's, there's like a subplot where like charlie's daughter is over we never hear we never hear her speak we never see them interact But all we know is that she's over and he's like, I can't do anything right now. But then he like up and leaves. So like there's this whole there's that whole subplot that's just dropped. Like, what what's going on? Like narrow your focus and go from there.
1: Yeah, I feel you. I feel you, dog. They did a decent job with some of the like casting with the older and younger versions of certain characters, but the Tony Collette younger version, I could not reconcile in my brain that the- was the same person.
0: Right. Uh, that is Jesse Barden or Jessica Barden, uh, who was in, um, what was that show? Uh, End of the fucking world. Mm hmm. Yeah, she she was like the main girl in that. And I'm trying to find. But like the, the one we were, I think we were like, oh, my God, this is like great casting is uh, the guy they had playing young Charlie. So yeah. like you have Gil Birmingham, who is like the most prominent native actor I can think of, at least of our generation. Yeah, because he like he, you know, he, even when he's not playing native because he'll play he plays native He plays like a native character a lot. But like when he's not playing native. Like he's still a very good actor. Yes, uh, but then they got somebody who, and I, part of me thought like, oh my god, they fucking just aged down, like they they CGI aged down. Gil Birmingham because there's no like this guy looks exactly like him. Uh, the kid, the kid's name is Paul Grenier. Uh, he is like it, it's crazy how much he looks like Charlie,
1: and the voices are very similar too. So it was like super weird
0: they it was did it trippy. too
1: well and they did it too poorly in the same time because right. they did terrible tony collette's character
0: and she was really like the the worst one i mean they had um the kid pl- who played alex tromboli in uh in uh, american vandal as as jasper and like he kind of looks like Faramir. Also, yes, Faramir uh, is it? Faramir's David Wenham. Faramir's older
1: Jasper, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And John Fair- Locke is their dad. And they showed yeah. John Locke with hair at one point. Terry O'Quinn. Freaking Terry O'Quinn. He can play an asshole like none other.
0: Oh my God, yeah. And I, I think that was probably... To me, that's like the best written part of the show is like his relationship with, with Jane.
1: Yes, that I was actually most invested in.
0: Because... You're seeing it from like the female perspective now instead of like a male perspective, because normally male perspective, it's like, oh, the father is, you know, just try is overprotective and well-meaning. And, you know, he's he's OK, but like he's he, he shows his he, it's like tough love. It's like asshole love, like but he, he still loves her. But this it doesn't show like asshole or tough love. It shows like borderline psychotic behavior. From Terry O'Quinn. Yeah. That, like he, the way he tries to control his daughter.
1: Extremely possessive. Very disturbing.
0: So, uh, it, yeah. And then uh, I guess it all comes to a head. And uh, we, I, we'll just talk about the final episode. Like Nick shows up uh, finally, and they have a confrontation in this old house that they you they use as a hiding spot. And then uh and the baby was collette's,
1: raised
0: there yeah and tony collette's about to kill nick and then uh more narrative issues the the u.s marshals show up out of nowhere
1: out of nowhere how did they know
0: how, how do they know we
1: never knew that
0: how how do it's they know where to go
1: holds. exactly like how unless tony collette told them to meet her there but they never showed that
0: and And so I'm like, okay, so Charlie has to be alive. And then the <laughs> next scene it's it's Bella Heathcote being like so Charlie didn't make it. And I'm like, well, then how the fuck do they know where to go?
1: They, there's no way
0: yeah it it was it was just a contrivance to get like to make it so Tony Collette doesn't kill Nick and we're like, okay, fine that's that's whatever i, I I'll accept it fine. And apparently it's just to find out. So like, we also find out that like Jasper and Nick collaborated in order to do something with, uh, well, so Quinn,
1: the initial confrontation, it's like an economic, economic summit in Oslo. And this woman who they like kidnapped and replaced her with this other woman. whose entire, like her entire is dead because of actions of Terry O'Quinn's character. So then she has a gun on stage, but she was never supposed to have a gun. Like, Nick has always been adamant about that. So, like, it was um, Tony Collette's character's um, testimony that said that Nick gave this woman the gun. So everything that's kind of happened has lynched on that shooting, turning into a shooting instead of whatever the confrontation was initially supposed to be just like a public shaming.
0: Right. It was like a die it was gonna be like a red die pack with money. So it was like yeah. you know, your your blood money and it's all over you and it was supposed to be like this big show of like, oh, maybe he's not the correct person to lead this this company. Uh I will say this is the eighties during Reaganomics, uh and also Ronald Reagan <laughs> oh, has brought yeah. up a lot here, uh, and a lot of anti Ronald Reagan stuff. So Caleb was uh very staunchly against Terry O'Quinn in this. But uh so like there was no way this guy was getting ousted as CEO. I'm sorry. If it was today, probably. Absolutely. Like, look at a uh, pharma bro, Martin Shkreli, or what, whatever his name is, like the guy who's spending time in prison because of how he price gouged on pharmaceuticals. Ugh. But you're, you you ain't seen that in the 1980s. 1988? Get the fuck out no, of here. sir. Absolutely no. not. That ain't happening. So uh, I get what they were trying to do. But. No, wasn't going to happen. So uh, I don't know what I don't know what they were actually thinking there. So uh, it turns out that we find out that Tony Collette's character, Jane, actually was the one who gave Grace the gun because uh, uh, Terry O'Quinn tried drugging her to remove the the baby to, to kill Andrea uh, in Jane before like the pregnancy could even happen. So she was like. He's going to keep doing it. He's going to keep doing it. And so, like, she says, like, something, Grace says something along the lines of, like, not again, not another person. Yeah. Uh, and, and we're like, oh, that's just referencing her family. Like, she's obviously referencing, like, we don't want, I don't want anybody else killed by this drug that you're continuing to prescribe. Well, then it turns out that it's actually referring to an unborn child, which is interesting that's probably the most interesting part of the show and actually shows like that jane wasn't as complicit it was more complicit than we thought
1: she's a actually responsible for all of that getting so far out of hand because they became fugitives after that that's how her brother was shot like all this shit the whole fucking thing got as big as it did it was her fucking fault
0: right so like that was that was interesting but like they save that also like th- there's the tape of Jasper who who admits his guilt uh that gets burnt up and seemingly no one has copies of that anymore so supposedly, s- supposedly. Uh, and so now now Jasper has this information over Tony Colette and he's like, I'm I, you know, we'll talk later and it's like, okay, you'll talk later. Meanwhile, there's like five minutes left of the show
1: yeah that's just that's left right. completely unresolved.
0: Which is why I'm just like, why is this a limited series or is this not? Because if it's not a limited series, fine. But if it is a limited series, that's a weird thing to just leave dangling there.
1: Yeah. Like, you could tell she's stressed out because like at the final shot is Tony Collette just standing on the beach. Like, because that's where she used to go and she would get enraged or get upset. So like, that's how she can like, kind of... center herself when she's feeling turbulently emotional. Um, so you can tell she's bothered and upset and stressed out about this and then it's just left.
0: Yep, I just looked it up. Uh, there is there's a lot of people saying uh, um, there's people saying it's not built as a limited series. There's people saying it is built as a limited series. So it doesn't. No one seems to know. Uh, Casey Moore, if you're listening to this show, please let us know because I have no fucking idea and I need to know. Unclear. So, uh, if it is not a limited series and they are going for a season two, it do you feel like that is enough to continue with a second season?
1: I don't know if I would want to watch second season. There's not enough to bring me back.
0: But but does that little thread leave you with enough to be like, oh, what's Jasper going to do?
1: Mm, no. Do you,
0: care, do you care enough about that? I don't care, I don't enough, care enough to go no, back. No, I don't, no. That is the correct answer. I don't care enough to go back. Uh, it, I guess it's just a thing that's going to happen. And maybe they'll revisit the show in like five years or whenever. Uh, what the hell is <laughs> her name? The hell's uh, Karen Slaughter writes the next book in the series.
1: Oh, that's right. It was based on a book. I remember that now.
0: So, yeah, I don't know. Just just weird, just weird, weird stuff. Like, why would you not resolve that? Unless like it would require you to basically like go off of things that aren't written for you and you you don't want to be, you know, the the dudes from Game of Thrones and fuck it up. Right. That's what they right.
1: say. That's what they say. Speaking of Game of Thrones, the guy that played young Nick was Gendry from Game of Thrones. Gendry,
0: sure was. Gendry. We all hey. love Gendry. Do or er, I don't care. No one cares about Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones interest died the you second brought it up. season. I forgot eight about
1: ended.
0: it. It's true.
1: I enjoyed rewatching it during the pandemic.
0: It's fine. It was always allowed. Uh whatever. Uh, everyone knows how much I've seen of that show. Bobby, what would you give pieces of her unless there's anything else you want to say about it?
1: No, I'm, I'm good. I'm giving it a six out of ten. Was that three stars? Three stars.
0: Three, it's, it's, it's a three out of five. It's just three fine. Out of
1: five. We did not talk about this beforehand, by the way.
0: No, we, we never do. If we're talking, if we're talking about the same thing, like but like if I go on the show and you're not anticipated to be on the show, then yeah, then we'll talk about it kind of.
1: Well, this. I wasn't even supposed to be on this show until halfway through the series. So there you go.
0: That's true. All right. That'll bring us to uh, something Caleb wanted to watch, uh, and he's not here for Irene. <laughs> what uh, a twat. Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Uh, this is a 2003 film, R rated, directed by, and written by, and cut by, uh, I'm sorry, chopped up by uh, chopped Robert up. Rodriguez. And it stars uh, Antonio Banderas, Salma Hayek, and Johnny Depp. Caleb, you did this to me on
1: purpose. I will not believe otherwise. I was fucking tortured.
0: It's a 6.3 oh, 3 out of 10 on IMDb. Oh, Pieces of Her, by the way, 6.4. So, uh, you know.
1: What's Tall Girl? 5.1. Okay.
0: Hold on. So let's, one let's point three girl, ahead of Tall Girl. Make barrel. sure, make sure it's a, a five point. Oh, five point two. Ooh, it bumped up to a five oh. point two. People, people, you know, people saw a Tall Girl two and like, huh? Maybe Tall Girl one ain't so bad. <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, both shows are at least a full star on IMDb. Better than or both both pieces of her and Once Upon a Time in Mexico are at least a full star better than Tall Girl. It's probably correct. Uh, Bubby. oh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, Hitman El Mariachi becomes involved in an international espionage involving a psychotic CIA agent and a corrupt Mexican general. Bubby, what do you think of Once Upon a Time in Mexico?
1: I did not enjoy it as much as I enjoyed desperado which is not saying very much because i didn't really enjoy desperado i don't think i'm an antonio banderas fan um but this movie was throwing me off because there was like a lot of time skips but they didn't brace you for it so like i didn't have a clear picture of what was happening until like the last five minutes of the movie
0: what about you true uh this movie's a fucking mess this movie is such a fucking like you want to talk about narrative messes this movie. This movie is impossible to follow. So I have difficult. no idea who's on what side at any point in time reveals just happen. And we're just like, sure, I guess that's the thing that's going on in this movie. Okay. Like, I don't know, like. Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez is not. Uh, like, I know no. they're good friends and I know like this style is kind of very, is very similar to a, a Tarantino movie, but like, no, man, like These these movies ain't it. I I would. I actually want to watch El Mariachi just to see like what Robert Rodriguez looks like with like vast limitations to see like what his true talent is, is this? This ain't it.
1: This movie, I can generally get behind a good degree of camp like I like really love a B movie. And I think twilight's a hilarious B movie. So when I was trying to watch it through that lens, I found some appreciation in like some of the ridiculousness, but at the same time, you're right. Like there was just like overly complicated who's with who, what's actually going on here. Like just difficult to follow.
0: Right. Like at least with desperado, we went, we there is a singular good guy, El Mirianchi. There's a singular bad guy, Bucho. Confrontation eventually at some point. is going to keep sending henchmen after him until uh, it finally comes to a head and they confront each other. Also, there's a little side, side love story with an intense sex scene between Antonio <laughs> Banderas and Salma Hayek. Fine. That's, that's you know, narratively, fine. It, it moves in a way that is expected. This has Antonio Banderas versus a general uh, because Antonio Banderas thought he killed the general but didn't. And then the general seeks revenge because uh he did he almost got killed. So then he kills Selma Hayek and Antonio Banderas's kid. And then we skip and then we move to other shit where Johnny Depp, the CIA agent, wants El Mariachi to save the fucking Mexican president, because and then uh, uh, the general's trying to also take over the fucking government and then there's a fucking cartel leader who's played by Willem Dafoe and Brownface. woof and I said it while we were watching it I forgive the brownface in this instance because it's Robert Rodriguez if it was you know the fuck's his name um, uh, guy guy who Paul Verhoeven if it was Paul Verhoeven being like hey Willem Defoe we want you in brown face in 2003 then we'd all be like ah let's pump the break. I'm okay with it in this instance just this instance
1: If you say so But, but it's like, not a good look got... I don't care who it's, orchestrated oh, it's it it's not a good look it is Doesn't not something that should be um done don't do that Luandella Delisep's.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a good it's a good reference everyone go look up Luandella Cep's blackface
1: Oof Girl. She went to a Halloween party dressed as Diana Ross with like a three foot high afro. It was bad.
0: also and brown face. And and brown face. It was, it and was bad. Brown Very face. bad. It was just so, yeah.
1: bronzer.
0: Uh so then so yeah, yeah, Willem Defoe, who's second in command is Mickey Rourke, who is a former criminal in the United States who fled to Mexico in order to to escape prosecution in the United States. And then and then there's Danny Trejo, who is uh, with the CIA guy until he's not with the CIA guy. Then he goes with Willem Dafoe until Willem Dafoe has him killed. And then yeah. there's Ava Mendez, who's a cop, but she's not really a cop. She's Willem Dafoe's daughter. And it's just like, this is a fucking fever dream that you have there's laid out front the me. There's also the
1: retired FBI agent. Oh, my God. That's right. I forgot about the subplot fucking shit, there's everywhere. So Lots. It's so much happening. There's so many plots. And then there plots. was like a whole like teased romance between Eva Mendez and Johnny Depp because he thought he was recruiting her, but she was like double agent all along. Like it's just fucking it's a lot. And then there's a doctor, there's Dr. Guevara or whatever who killed the FBI agent's partner. Yeah, there's a lot of people to keep track of.
0: Talk. Um like just just because there's so many people to keep track of. It's like again, uh Desperado. Let's look at, let's flashback again. There's what five characters to sort of care about? You have Bucho, you have uh El Mariachi. Mariachi, you have Selma Hayek. you have the Steve random Buscemi. kid at the beginning, Steve Buscemi, you have the random kid at the beginning. Yep. Storyline makes no fucking sense. Uh, why is that even included in the movie? And then you've got the
1: fucking second in command and his little brother friend whose leg got broken.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The, the guy whose subplot doesn't make any sense being, yeah, in the movie. it doesn't. So stupid. So, I guess based off of Desperado, you can see the tendrils of like, oh, Robert Rodriguez just needs to keep a tighter so- story and in he'll make like something passable or like something solid. Yeah. And then C-. this Once Upon a Time in Mexico is like him fucking un- like he did like so much cocaine to write the script for Once Upon a Time in Mexico because there's so many fucking characters.
1: It's everywhere. All over the map.
0: Like it's like it really is like a budget Tarantino movie where like Tarantino gets like 20 more minutes to like oh, here's what this character does, here's what this character does, here's the arc this character goes through. And completely fully resolves it. Robert Rodriguez is like, here's this character. They do this and they're gone. Here's this character. This is all they do. They disappear for 45 minutes of the movie. Here's this character. Uh, they'll be interspersed, but we're not really sure what their motivation is.
1: It's too much, man.
0: I don't, know, I don't, I don't really have anything else to say about the movie. It's just it's just a confusing mess.
1: Somehow I had seen this before, and I'd seen Desperado before. I don't understand when in my life I had, but I had, and so now I've seen them twice, and I blame you and Caleb, hey, mostly, Caleb. mostly Caleb, mostly Caleb,
0: mostly Caleb. So yeah, what would you give? Uh, once Upon a Time in Mexico.
1: I think I gave it a one and a half, and I think that was being super generous.
0: That sounds about right. I I, I just held up two. I think two is the correct answer. Uh, I think there is some like decent over the top stuff i like I think the action scene in the church is fun mm-hmm. uh, the the action scene with Danny Trejo and El Mariachi running around fucking whatever Mexican town they're in that's fun but like a fun moments aside when the action's the fun part like but fun moments aside like there's it, it's a mess it's a disaster
1: and to full- on Monet. <laughs>
0: All right, that's it. Uh, that's the show. Bubby.
1: What are we doing next week?
0: Uh, that's not what I was going to tell you to say. Oh. Uh, talk about your show.
1: My show is on on Dan's website. It's Rabbit Ears. We talk about TV shows. I just had Sean Ennis from Ink and Ash come on to talk about Shit's Creek. That episode just came out. And then next month, Caleb, your co-host, is going to be back to discuss Adventure Time on grab your friends go to very distant lands i fucking love that show i finally finished it good yeah that's it that's it check me out if you want to
0: or no uh so next week on the show uh anime april will begin i believe caleb wants to do jojo's bizarre adventure
1: Oh god. okay
0: so like the whole the whole fucking thing
1: well what Uh, well not the
0: whole not the whole whole thing but like season by season
1: okay I was like, we're not watching all six seasons in one week. That's insane. Well,
0: also 60 uh, season six is in two parts and uh, uh, weebs are mad. Okay, because part two hasn't come out yet. And part one came out in like November, I think. Okay. Sorry, weebs. I can do that. So, yeah, my assumption is next week will be the first uh, whatever the first season of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure is called. Uh, and then every week after that will be a different season of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, is my assumption, but this is subject to change. Also, I don't know what our third segment is going to be. Uh, it oh, probably it's probably going to be on just... the
1: professional because you owe me.
0: No, and I'm making uh, no, you do it now.
1: Be. Yeah, no, aww, it will, it will not it. be,
0: but it will be soon. We will be doing probably on the professional at some point, but uh, I'm not sure yet. I, I will have to talk to Caleb. As most likely, he will be back on for next week. We'll see. He might get fucking killed.
1: His hemorrhoid ate him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, he, he's more hemorrhoid than human now.
1: <laughs> Gross.
0: Uh, so with that, you can find us at Netflix. If you want to stop shop for all things Netflix, as well. check out our Patreon, check out our uh, merch page, buy shirts, review us on our podcast, Spotify, Podchaser, all that good stuff. Be sure to look out for live stream for the cure six, six stream for the cure. Uh, I think I know what we're doing. I know what it, I'm doing. I'm I know doing what you're the doing. boys I,
1: season one and two.
0: The, uh, also, potentially diabolical,
1: and potentially diabolical.
0: The boys diabolical. That's what it's called. The boys. Um, diabolical. Tentatively, I'm just going to say it. I and I'm assuming it's not leaving Netflix. Uh, this movie just swept the fucking Razzies. It's Diana the musical will most likely be our cautionary tale of Netflix for live stream for the Cure F- six. Six like uh let me see the rat the razzies 2022 the full list so this so diana the musical won worst picture worst actress worst supporting actress uh jared leto won worst supporting actor let's go Uh, lebron lebron won uh worst actor for space jam and new legacy (laughs) There was a category called worst Bruce Willis performance in a Bruce Willis uh, by Bruce Willis. Let me do that again. Worst performance by Bruce Willis in a 2021 movie. Uh, It was Bruce Willis in Cosmic (laughs) Sin, which is correct. Uh, Worst on-screen couple was LeBron James in any Warner cartoon character or Time Warner product he dribbles on in Space Jam A New Legacy. Uh, Space Jam A New Legacy also won worst remake ripoff or sequel. Worst director goes to Christopher Ashley for Diana the Musical, worst screenplay goes to Diana the Musical. So, Diana the Musical. It is a Netflix original. Marketed as a Netflix original, it doesn't no one knows what that means anymore. It's it's a, it's a it's a phrase that fucking is completely fucking meaningless. Uh, will likely be the cautionary tale of Netflix for six stream for the cure.
1: Yeah can't wait to watch that with you to hate watch it with you that is
0: that'd be a fucking dumpster fire uh it it's an hour and 57 minutes
1: fuck
0: it's a two hour musical paul watch this <sighs> so okay. yeah uh, i've given you guys all the requisite information that you need it is time they release you to go about your daily lives so uh thank you for listening row 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 ro, as Anyang was say <laughs> And with that, we'll see you next Tuesday.